Welcome to Man Overboard. Fitty ain't nothing but a number, yo. With your host, Language Barrow. Sponsored by the Wolfspack. America's by invitation only men's friendship, support, and networking group. Where the one become many and the many become one. Here they put the man back in human. Hello, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the latest episode of Man Overboard. Fitty ain't nothing but a number. Yo. <laughs> and so the way this thing works is we have a format to the show. Up first, we talk about graduate school and our progress. Then we talk about the dating scene, which for me is pretty scant, so that'll be pretty short. Next, we talk about any business ideals or projects that we're working on. We close it out with some words of wisdom and a little bit of funk music. And that's it. So buckle up and let's get this party started. Focus on me. Focus on me. Focus on me. Board fitties, nothing but a number, yo. With your host, Language Barrel. And as typical with the format of the show, we start off with graduate school. So I'm in the second semester, week five of graduate school, and the particular course in question is accounting. Now, I knew this was going to be the hardest course for me in my catalog of required courses, and it has proven to be such. Learning all the facts and figures of when to credit and when to debit have been a challenge, but we've made it so far to week five, and we're sitting approximately at mid-B level. Not that grades are that important to me, but if you get below a B, you run the risk of suspension for the graduate program. A C is passing in the particular course, but a C level in graduate school for the MBA program will get you on probation. So luckily, we're still plugging away. I'm putting in a lot of time to maintain that B average, but we do what we must to get what we want, A. Eh? <laughs> Next up in January will be econ, and after that will be finance, and hopefully I'll be doing a dance down the graduation aisle for my MBA program. Okay, next up, dating. Okay, there's a there's an uncomfortable silence around that term. There's not much going on in dating, so there's really not much to report. One thing I will say is I'm back to salsa. So salsa is back in Washington D.C. So I've uh, had the chance to go out and do some social dancing via salsa with salsa and bachata. And even did my first key Zumba dance. Not too good, but my partner managed to make it through it. And I make it managed to make it through it. So everything was good. Now I will be looking to start uh, key Zumba basic lessons again just to reinforce what I learned. Because I do have some intimidation around uh, dancing Kazuma with a partner. For those that don't know what Kazumba is, you need to Google it and you see what it is. It's a very intimate dance out of Angola, Africa. The goal is hearts touch each other and you need to be on one beat. So 
you got to be pretty close, if you know what I mean. Okay, so next we're going to talk about travel. All right. So in February, I'm anticipating that I'm going to do a trip to Colombia. Again, going back to Colombia. This time, it would be in Barranquilla. They have a carnival in February, which is second only to the carnival in Brazil. So I hope to make that move to uh, Barranquilla in February to go back to Colombia, and then I'll be there for two weeks. It'll be approximately three days in Barranquilla, three to four days, because the carnival is a four-day carnival. Then the remainder of the two weeks will be spent back in Medellin. So I need to figure out if Medellin is on my retirement list or not. I know the women will bring me back, but is it enough for me to actually pull up all the stakes and move there in retirement uh, with that as my hub for all of Latin America. As I mentioned in a previous podcast, the Philippines have reared their ugly head in the discussion. I've been following a vlogger on YouTube by the name of Sunshine Shoulders, and he's providing some very good information in, about in and about living in the Philippines uh, from a retirement perspective. It was seen that tons of men, Americans, and Australians and Europeans are heading headed to the Philippines for retirement. One is the low cost of living. Two is they get to marry the girl of their dreams. 70-year-old guys marrying 30 and, uh, 20 and 30-year-old women. So that's kind of what's going on in the Philippines. I don't know if it's a place for me to retire because I don't have a desire to live that far away from the U.S. And I don't have that tremendous an affinity living in Asia uh, versus living in Latin American countries. But it has piqued my interest, and I will be making a trip to the Philippines probably in 2022. If I don't make the trip to Colombia, it would be in February or March. If I do make the trip to Colombia, it may be later in the year, either during the summer or during the fall of 2022. Now, I have promised my daughter a food tour of Korea, uh, the street foods of Korea, so that we're pretty much looking at that. She goes away in two, for approximately two months to spend in Italy for the summer to be with her in, my in-laws or ex-in-laws. But she's requested now that she only spend one month in Italy, so it's a possibility that if I do my food tour, the Korean food tour in the uh, the, sum, the summer months, that I'll just pick her up after one month in Italy, and we'll do a two-week food tour around Korea. We still need to kind of flesh that out a little bit. It's still up in the air about even if we'll go and if we do go, what cities will hit, how long we'll be there, what will be the accommodations. This issue around uh, not speaking Korean, uh, yeah, that may have an impact on our visit to Korea. So we'll have to do a little bit more research to determine why um, why and how we'll be able to spend two weeks in Korea uh, doing a food tour and not being able to speak the language. Last thing we want to talk about is why retire outside of the U.S. Now, it's true I've always wanted to live outside of the U.S. And for one reason or another, it seems like most of my married adult, most of my adult life, I've been 
either married or getting over a marriage. Uh, I had a son when I was 22, and then I had a daughter when I was approximately 42. And so that has had an impact on me moving or living abroad, at least for a short period of time. There were periods of time after my first divorce when I had the opportunity to move abroad, but I was more interested in accumulating wealth, right? So I was on the hunt for dollars. And so I took on a lot of debt in the process. And then by the time I got that debt resolved, I was in another marriage. Currently, I'm not in a marriage and working my way towards retirement, but I have a daughter who's in high school, who's in the eighth grade, will be attending high school next year. So I'll have to hang around until she finishes high school, and then I'll look for an exit strategy outside of the U.S. Now, why outside of the U.S.? It's probably one of the major reasons is simply the cost of living. It costs too much money to live in the U.S. and retire here. And also, if you have, if you're looking for more of an active lifestyle, meaning you have an access to transportation and, and museums and restaurants, the price for that in the U.S. is extremely high. If you want to live around amenities in the U.S., you have to pay a premium for that. Requirement is not an issue if you are willing to relocate to another country where the dollar is strong and you can actually live the life that you want to live with a reasonable cost. That's it for this show. We hope to catch you on the next episode. Until then, it's typical with the closing of a podcast. I like to leave you with a little words of wisdom. And it goes a little something like deal. Ernest Dalson, Vita Suma Brevis. They are not long, the weeping and the laughter love and desire and hate i think they have no portion in us after we pass <laughs>